Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Square Enix surprised the internet with a random trailer drop for Final Fantasy 16. October 21st, 2022. This is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Silent Hill is back. I guess that's cool. And did you know you could be paying the same as your neighbor for significantly worse internet? Square Enix dropped the next Final Fantasy 16 trailer, and it fleshed out the world of Valisthea a little more. Final Fantasy 16 looks to have five kingdoms that rule the world of Valisthea. The Grand Duchy of Rosaria, the Holy Empire of Sambrek, the Dalmechian Republic, the Iron Kingdom, and the Kingdom of Weyud. The plot looks to follow characters who have the power of icons. These characters are called Dominants, who seem to be treated as tools of war between the five kingdoms. In a Square Enix blog, producer Naoki Yoshida outlined two of these Dominants. Dion Lesage, the dominant of Bahamut, who is the crown prince of the Holy Empire of San Breck and leads the Dragoons, and Barnabas Tharmir, the dominant of Odin, who rules over the kingdom of Weyud, winning the kingdom by quelling a beastman revolt single-handedly with the icon Odin. This new Final Fantasy 16 trailer also highlighted some more combat, which has quelled some of my concerns about this next installment. In the previous trailer, it seemed like Final Fantasy 16 was going to focus on icon battles and end up feeling like a kaiju game. But it looks like the dominants can use the icons in different, less kaiju ways. Overall, the world of Valisthea looks amazing. The battle system is in a good place, and the plot seems to be taking an interesting path with the icons. I'm officially changing my height thrusters from worried about the franchise back to cautiously optimistic. Konami, who has been relatively silent all year, finally put on a showcase this week. 
The Silent Hill transmission was a 40-minute showcase of, you guessed it, nothing but Silent Hill stuff. The first game shown was the remake of Silent Hill 2, which looks good in this first trailer, though no actual gameplay or release date was shown off. All we know is that the Silent Hill 2 remake is being released on PC and PS5 and is being developed in Unreal Engine 5. The next game shown off was Silent Hill Townfall, which only got a little teaser trailer of a therapist recording and stylized waves crashing onto a beach, but it makes me wonder if Silent Hill Townfall is maybe the salvaged Silent Hills the game Hideo Kojima was working on before Konami and Kojima parted ways. The third reveal is another movie adaptation, Return to Silent Hill, which looks to be an adaptation of Silent Hill 2 being directed by the first Silent Hill movie director, Christoph Gaunt. Again, not much was shown off of Return to Silent Hill, though Gaunt went on for minutes expounding on how he will stick to the source material as much as possible. Again, there was no release date. Konami then showed off Silent Hill Ascension, which seems to be a massive interactive live event that spans across multiple platforms, where I guess viewers can vote on outcomes that can quote-unquote shape Silent Hill's canon forever? I don't know, seems pretty cool, but Silent Hill Ascension is being developed by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Game Studio and is slated for sometime in 2023. The last game shown off is Silent Hill F, which looks to be a psychological horror game about a fungal plant-like thing. Written by fantasy and horror visual novel writer Ryukishi07, again, no release date was given. Overall, I'm pretty surprised that Konami has three Silent Hill games in production along with a movie, though I have to wonder how many of these projects will be released or if they're going to be cancelled abruptly. Only time will tell, but if you want to check out any of the trailers for yourself, a link will be in today's show description. The investigative nonprofit newsroom The Markup recently published a report on price discrepancies of several major internet service providers. The report details that depending on where you live, notably in wealthy or poor neighborhoods, major ISPs are charging you the same for vastly different download speeds. Markup surveyed 38 different cities within the United States, analyzing 800,000 different ISP offers, and found AT&T, Verizon, Earthlink, and CenturyLink offered 300 megabits per second, all the way down to 5 megabits per second plans for the same price, with slower speeds typically offered along former redlined neighborhoods. In Kansas City, Markup found two households separated by three blocks, one household with 300 megabits per second and making $63,000 a year in a predominantly white neighborhood. The other household with 5 megabits per second made only $24,000 a year and was in a more diverse neighborhood. Both households were paying $55 a month for these internet speeds. The service disparity is literally denying households in poor and non-white neighborhoods from accessing adequate internet services. This impacts an individual's ability to participate in remote learning, taking on well-paying remote jobs, and even socialization with friends and family. And this cements my argument on why cloud gaming hasn't been widely adopted. 
because cloud gaming is marketed to those who cannot afford to buy the hardware necessary to play certain games. The same people who are most likely getting worse internet speeds. The Markups Report further shows that the United States needs to classify the internet as a utility. Doing so would put laws in place to remove this racist disparity in internet speeds. Alright, it's Friday, and this is where we normally like to check out a podcast review, but unfortunately we don't have one to share with you today. And our one-year anniversary was this week, folks. Come on, fill up those podcast review pages. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, or CastBox. We're checking all four platforms. Let us know how we're doing on the show. We'll read it here on Fridays. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Earlier this month, Platinum Games' Yusuke Miyata had an interview with Game Informer about the upcoming Bayonetta 3. At that time, Miyata revealed that Bayonetta's original voice actress, Helena Taylor, wasn't going to reprise her role, citing that Taylor had, quote, various overlapping circumstances that made scheduling difficult. So Platinum Games hired voice actress Jennifer Hale instead. However, Miata's statement was kind of misleading. Taylor over the weekend cleared the air as to why she didn't reprise her role as Bayonetta. In a series of Twitter videos, Taylor cited that Platinum Games offered her a total of $4,000 for the part, with no royalties or additional revenue sharing that most actors and actresses get in traditional media. So she didn't take the role. This is also well below SAG-AFTRA's minimum pay of off-camera talent, which is $451 an hour if doing a single role, $902 an hour if doing multiple roles. Taylor goes on to chronicle her struggles in the video game voice acting industry, noting that despite her prominent roles, she's unable to make a living wage after seven years acting education suffering from depression and anxiety due to not being able to make ends meet. The one thing that Taylor said that stuck with me was, quote, I'm not afraid of the non-disclosure agreement. I can't even afford to run a car. What are they going to do? Take my clothes? Good luck to them. 
which really puts into perspective how much video game developers value the voice talent they hire. Taylor, throughout her three videos, urged fans to boycott Bayonetta 3, and listen, I've got to agree with Taylor. Though, if underpaid talent isn't enough for you to boycott this game, the response from Bayonetta 3's executive producer, Hideki Kimia, probably should. Kimia said on Twitter, quote, Sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's what all I can tell now. By the way, beware of my rules. They're all in caps. That's why I said it like that. First of all, there are many reports of game studios underpaying their voice talent. So the idea that Taylor is somehow making this up is kind of beyond ridiculous. Second, Kimia's rules that he's warning people about are a list of absolutely batshit insane things not to ask him about on Twitter or you'll get blocked. At the end of the day, though, Platinum Games lowballed Taylor and lied about it to save face. Also, as of this recording, Nintendo and Platinum Games haven't responded to requests for comment from multiple different publications. There's also been some news regarding Helena Taylor's pay dispute about her reprising her role as Bayonetta in the third installment of the series. Bloomberg's Jason Schreier talked with two individuals familiar with the negotiations that happened for Bayonetta 3, along with reviewed documents that put into question Taylor's account of only being offered $4,000. According to these documents, Taylor was offered three dollars to $4,000 each for five four-hour voice sessions, totaling $15,000 thousand dollars in compensation. Taylor declined the offer and asked for $100,000 and residual payments. Platinum Games refused and instead of negotiating, took auditions for a new actor. Platinum further down the road then offered Taylor a cameo in the game for a one-time session fee, which she turned down. Schreier reached out to Taylor about this new information and she said the account was, quote, an absolute lie, further stating that Platinum Games was, quote, trying to save their ass and and the game. Taylor finished with, quote, I would like to put this whole bloody franchise behind me, quite frankly, to get on with my life in the theater. As of this recording, neither Nintendo nor Platinum Games has responded to requests for comment. Overall, this new information still doesn't sway me from my initial opinion. The fact that voice actors in the gaming industry are still being grossly underpaid, voice actors are still not getting the same residuals, royalties, and bonuses that on-screen actors enjoy, and SAG-AFTRA aren't back voice talent like they do on-screen talent. Also breaking on Sunday, streamer Amaranth revealed her abusive husband's manipulative behavior on stream. In a now-deleted stream, Amaranth was seen on a phone call with a man she called her husband. In the call, Amaranth's husband was heard yelling at her, threatening to kill her dogs, and gaslighting her. After the phone call, Amaranth detailed their relationship, revealing that her husband has been pushing her to stream when she doesn't want to, to tell viewers that she's single, and chase different Twitch metas for the, quote, business opportunities. Amaranth also showed proof of this asshole's manipulation in the form of text messages, where he threatens to throw her clothes off a balcony, dump hundreds of thousands of dollars into junk crypto, and threaten to delete her social media accounts, which he supposedly has all the login information for. 
Hopefully, with Amaranth publicly showing this behavior, she can find the help she needs to cut this manipulative abuser out of her life. Now, the main reason I'm covering the story isn't to highlight the difficult time Amaranth is going through. I'm sure she doesn't need the media using this as a drama farm story. But I bring up this situation because other content creators like Drama Alert's Keemstar are latching on to the fact that Amaranth was not single and are painting a narrative that she defrauded her viewers by saying that she was single, which is one of the most disgusting takes I've ever heard on a situation like this. Never mind that celebrities simply not disclosing their marital status is as old as the media realizing that sex sells. But creepy Keemstar coming along and arming his battalion of incel fans with this talking point is beyond pathetic. Keemstar is a 40-year-old man and frankly should know better. Old creepy Keemstar should add commenting on relationships to his ever-growing list of things he needs to shut the f*** up about. No streamer, YouTuber, podcaster, TV or movie star, or really any entertainer is under any obligation to reveal anything about their personal lives. As of this recording, several friends have allegedly been able to contact Amaranth, but as of yet, she has not made any follow-up comments about this incident on any platforms. Following up on Amaranth's abusive situation with her husband, Amaranth decided to do a short stream late Monday night to update everyone about what happened over the last two days. Amaranth began by saying, So as of today, though, I have access to all of my accounts and finances again. Uh, he's not here. He's getting help. And I'm seeking legal and emotional counsel. She then proceeded to detail her situation further, apologizing for unmuting her mic during the stream, but bookended that statement with how she really didn't know what else to do, which is understandable and something she probably doesn't have to apologize for. Though it seems the positive messages and concerns have broken through, with her saying, I'm just dealing with it all still. I have had so many, like, so many messages. It's kind of crazy. It's like I felt so alone for so long, and now it's like I can't stop getting people to talk to me. <laughs> Not in a bad way. It's just a very big contrast. I didn't think people cared that much. Amaranth continues to go over what her former cameraman and head of content creation Mars did at TwitchCon that aggravated the situation there. He, he called security to resolve the situation forcibly and aggravated it further when he called police, even though I said I didn't want to do that. It's like I felt like he was attempting to create a scene at a convention full of live streamers. Like our floor literally had streamers staying in it all up and down the floor. And so um, it just feels very because when I expressed clearly I had plans in place to quietly deal with the situation at home. Didn't really appreciate that. Amaranth also went over the clout chasing on Twitter that Mars has engaged in. Mars stated that he was supporting her in numerous tweets. However, it seems that Mars has been aware of the situation for a long time now and has been harassing others for information to tweet about Amaranth. At the end of the day, though, I'm glad that Amaranth is safe and seeking the help she needs in this situation. Hopefully this will be the new start she needs to produce the content she wants under the conditions she sets for herself.
CD Projekt Red is running an interesting music contest with their upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, The Phantom Liberty. The music contest is a chance to get your music into Cyberpunk 2077. DJed by Sasha Gray on the new Cyberpunk radio station, 89.7, Growl FM. With CD Projekt Red taking submissions until November 30th. And it looks like CD Projekt Red is accepting any genre of music. It can be instrumental, have vocals in English, Spanish, Japanese, or Chinese. The song has to be within two to three minutes long, though. It has to be saved as a PCM Wave Stereo 24-bit format. However, there are some stipulations. You can't sample copyrighted music. You cannot use lyrics from copyrighted music, along with not using someone else's vocals without their permission. And blatantly obvious one, no racist, xenophobic, sexist, defamatory, or illegal content. It looks like CD Projekt Red will be choosing between 12 and 15 tracks in total, and along with being featured on 89.7 Growl FM, winners will receive $3,000 US and a Cyberpunk 2077 goodie bag. While this is an awesome idea to form a community radio station inside of Cyberpunk 2077, I can't help but feel a little bit disappointed. I think it would have been even cooler if this was a, you know, 24-hour live curated station. I don't know, DJed by multiple people who have worked within the radio and gaming industry with some talk shows and some gaming news. With that said, though, if you want to check out the submission page for 89.7 Growl FM, a link will be in today's show description. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. We now also have a TikTok account, uh, so you can follow that, I guess. Just search Let's Play Daily Gaming News, and you should be able to find it. You can also follow me on Twitter at NateBenderama, and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash LimitBreakRadio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.